0: we're back welcome once again to another episode of mike mike and oscar finally uh, i am your co-host mike one co-host also mike in a moment as we live life one quarter mile at of time going down this uh highway to hell and we're starting a new mini-series today michael <laughs> to Mike, too Furious. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. <laughs> we are recapping the Fast and Furious franchise, all that it has, uh, all nine movies, I think it is, up until officially the ninth installment of the main series, Fast 9 does debut in a couple weeks here. Uh nothing like needing, you know, two weeks or so to start a series that we've been uh, hyping up and telling you was going to come since like, you know, last month. It's going to be dense. It's going to be
1: intense. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of bad impersonations uh, (laughs) of uh, Ja Rule and Vin Diesel from me. Ah, Ja
0: Rule. God bless him.
1: There's going to be, you know, callbacks to songs from our youths,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which
1: the soundtracks is probably what shook me to the bone (laughs) the worst. Like, seriously, like, I mean, regret just yeah. welled up in me M- multiple songs brought that out of me Ludacris, whatever and then, I-, I mean, seriously the the, the musical memory bank mm-hmm. has just uh, brought out a lot of terrors from my past I don't yeah. know about you
0: I don't know how we collectively as a society made it through the early 2000s <laughs> <laughs> and yet you're a man frozen in time yes it's true, it's who true. continually longs back to those days those maybe that's the days. answer I have not made it through the early 2000s I'm <laughs> stuck there like uh, Phil Hartman's Frozen caveman lawyer but uh, uh, a couple things to mention mm-hmm. at the start of this series we do have we're treating this series with the appropriate seriousness that it uh, demands, I think, in that we're not going to worry about spoiling these. Uh, These are all fun, goofy, over-the-top action thrillers. You don't need me to tell you that. We're going to have a couple fun segments per movie. We're going to try to do three movies per episode, and we're going to, in that vein, cover Fast and Furious 1, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift in this so we're not going chronologically as they are presented on screen we're going chronologically as they were released in theaters but we will be uh, spoiling these and not worrying about spoiling these
1: yeah spoilers ahead i think you and i enjoyed the second half of every james bond character study episode the most right i mean cuz we just had these themed segments yes and we loved them and th- that that was the fun of our marvel Uh, MCU cinematic rewatch there, uh, cinematic universe rewatch there, Uh, just going into the spoilers, so we're just skipping ahead, we're not going to introduce all these movies, we're not even going to film study them, because Michael, we just need like this (laughs) cleansing series now more than ever because you are coming off perhaps one of the worst weeks of your life Yeah, Uh, I was, you know, in my mind's eye, you are Jeff Goldblum from a certain (laughs) David Cronenberg movie You are a man at a dinner table in a certain 1979 space adventure. Uh Uh Uh, There's things going on with your skin condition. I mean, you've been to a lot of dermatologists lately. I don't know what you want to say or not say, but you've been through... Quite the week, and yeah. we're coming off a bit of a hiatus right now.
0: Yeah, John Mayer once sang, "Your body is a wonderland, my body is a horrorland." Uh, it, it is what it is. I, I'm falling apart at various points throughout the year. I feel You're like, melting. like, yeah, exactly. I'm melting. I'm turning into a different form. Some kind of insect flew into the machine as I climbed in as well. That's mm-hmm. that's where we're at with all of this. But uh, I'm here. For now, until the next tragedy strikes, so uh, we'll get into it, and uh, if you need to know more, I tweeted about it, it's just a, you know, my medical condition is akin to that of Samuel L. Jackson from any M. Night Shyamalan movie, so uh, take that for what it's worth, and let's enjoy the time that we have together now, and uh, in celebration of those times, let's talk about a Vin Diesel-led franchise. (laughs) Well, welcome back Oscars Michael. Podcast. Yes. thank you thank every you, every Oscars podcast needs
1: these little moments where we can you know just spin off and do something fun and uh, yes I, I'm very glad to have you back I mean Andrew and I held it down for a minute there but uh, yes, uh, so yeah you to you to with you once again t- for stepping in the tick-borne illness here everything you tweeted about and then it, it. Turned Was dis- into so-
0: yeah it's just a oh. mess just a mess disgusting yeah. yeah it is disgusting you're right but uh, you know <laughs> you're disgusting let's move on <laughs> I <laughs> just thank God we have such high quality films to distract myself and keep my mind uh, busy, as we have with The Fast and The Furious from 2001. Like I said, we have a couple fun segments, so we're going to go movie by movie through them. And Michael, let's start by uh, describing the plot poorly. If you were to talk about The Fast and The Furious, how would you poorly describe what this movie is about?
1: Well, I got a tagline and a synopsis. Okay, I, good. Go ahead. My, my tagline is: "Parking lots across the country get far more dangerous," <laughs> <laughs> which is true. I mean, I like it. every just my nightmare. And I, high school parking lots, especially, <laughs> are my nightmare. Uh, but you ready for my synopsis? Yeah, wait ahead. a minute. You
0: have a tagline too. Yeah, my my tagline for uh, the first Fast and Furious is: "A screenwriter in 2000 has no idea how much DVD players cost cause, causes traffic because of it."
1: That's that's very also very true. Uh, But okay. I have a a synopsis here. So worst undercover cop ever. Paul Walker's Brian infiltrates a street racing cult by ordering tuna sandwiches (laughs) at his future wife's restaurant in the front of brother in law, future brother in law, Ben's diesel garage.
0: Th- so th- th- That's not structurally- even describing it. Those are just facts of what happens in the movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly what happens. So I'm not going out on a limb. Uh, structurally, it's the plot of The Master. This is, of course, PTA's The Master. Uh, but swap drunken knights with Elrond for street races with Vin. Of course. And then in the third act, we all realize that this synopsis writer is a snob. And The Fast and the Furious was always a Gearhead remake of Point Break, which was always is always actually a great idea
0: <laughs> this is clearly point break point with break. a vehicle attached right I, I mean that's the it's short of having the masks that were presidents which i'm surprised they didn't just sneak in at some point point. and we're going to talk about some other stuff they should have snuck in maybe to improve this movie but yeah point break is i think the, very much the heart and soul and when you think of that for the for the genesis of the first fast and furious movie versus where we end up with this franchise it's it's quite the evolution
1: Well, in Fast Eleven when Johnny Utah is a character (laughs) in here and Keanu Reeves finally It has to happen. It has to. How hasn't it happened yet? It's just ridiculous. Are they just worried about
0: getting sued? They should have both John Wick and Chris Pratt's character from Jurassic Park run over (laughs) in the opening segment. And then Johnny Utah like swings in to save the day. That's right. Yeah. All right. it's, it's the
1: least surprising thing of our week was seeing that Universal was floating around the idea of doing a crossover between Jurassic <laughs> World and Fast and Furious.
0: Shocked it hasn't happened yet. We're out, we're due. But Mike, who's fastest in Fast and Furious 1?
1: Well, yeah, you you write it down here.
0: Both truck drivers win. And some of the driving It's amazing. The no-name driver of the 18-wheeler who can outrace Dom Toretto's car on the highway with one hand and fire a shotgun at the hood of his own car where the engine is to try and get the henchman Vince off with the other. That's the most impressive driving of the entire movie.
1: Uh, I mean, clearly the the best driver of the film. And this is a film about great drivers. (laughs) By far. This no-name actor who was just unbelievably adept at driving that, that car there needs to be a whole spin-off movie about that truck driver <laughs> cuz that's the the coolest story in this film which is has some cool stories again this is point break for gearheads i mm-hmm. enjoyed this mm-hmm. i really enjoyed this entire watch uh, of the of the first fast and furious it brought back a lot of memories but i i not you i mean you get immediately you get why they want to make several sequels to this i'm just surprised they didn't go like full sequel like, like, if this was made today, like this movie, we would just run it back the same exact way in the second <laughs> sequel. We wouldn't toy around with uh, different storylines and uh, spin-offs like we did. In the, I am curious to see
0: how they increase the intensity from this big driving down the highway while this madman shotgun-wielding Mack truck driver tries to stop them to, like, fighting Charlize Theron's tank at the behest of the U.S. government. Well, I just I mean putting a face,
1: right, on these extremely capable baddies. Mm-hmm. I mean they're 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 starting to tap into you know, down the line they'll tap into why this works so well. Let's just have these cool ass race sequences, but let's just make it like a James Bond plot right. instead of Having to just you know set race wars in the middle of the movie or <laughs> in the second one we're going to talk about, I guess let's have a street race now. Let's just have <laughs> these guys yeah. just flexing their muscles and call
0: each other out for a mm-hmm. mid-movie street race for no reason. Remember, kids, if you're ever in a tiff on the playground, it always <laughs> has to end in a furious street race. That's what we learned from this. That's right. Uh,
1: but Universal is also fastest, Mike. They're fastest in selling product placement ads. I mean, oh, okay. Vin Diesel, when he said, and this is brilliant, I, I wanted to buy a case of this beer when he said it. He's like, you can have any beer you want <laughs> as long as it's a Corona. And I was just like, I need, a, I need to have a six pack of Corona. I need to drown myself in six Coronas right now. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen
0: you you just replaced Vin Diesel's voice with Takembe Matumbo's I think. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was working on the
1: Vin Diesel impersonation for 2 weeks. I think I rushed it, but I, <laughs> I, I I have the nuances down uh as we go along in this series, but it's, it's I, it I it, I'm proud of it, I'm not
0: going to lie. He had a little Louis Armstrong in there I think as well too. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> he's uh, he's a, he's he's quite the cunning linguist, um uh, But he's not the fastest, for that matter. Did you see him run? Like, they don't show Vin running in many of these movies for
0: good reason. I like was wondering he, if how long it would take before you commented on his form.
1: Well, again, I'm a track coach. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a track coach of a two-time state champion, by the way. My kid, <laughs> my, my guy won it yesterday. Which
0: Congratulations. I'm so
1: proud. I'm so proud of him. But, uh, you know, Vin... He's he's bulked up in this movie and he's got all this cross body momentum like his arms are coming across like you can't run that way your elbows should not get to your face That's speed skating that's not sprinting
0: and then he doesn't bend his legs
1: yeah it doesn't help that he's wearing those giant boots or whatever but he
0: runs like he should only drive. For as protected as The Rock has been throughout all his movies, like the exact opposite case can be made for Vin Diesel. And I get the irony because of the chemistry those two have. Offset are onset even it seems for by by reports. But Vin Diesel should not be running on film. No, he he (laughs) should not be in muscle tees. If you're going to hire muscle guys like Tyrese and The Rock to play alongside him, who are actually like ripped to hell and jacked for a like, they're doing Vin Diesel awfully dirty a couple times in this franchise. That's supposed to be his.
1: But in this movie, he's pretty darn diesel, and he's the most diesel, I would say. Like, he's jacked up here. He's legit.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I he's would... a believable bad guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he worked in this role. This was perfect. As, as the Patrick Swayze of this movie, I uh, love it. Right, Mike, who is the most furious? Not the police. Uh, <laughs> drinking, drinking decaf cappuccinos? I mean, I I guess you I don't know. I I turn this on its head. Maybe they are the most furious because clearly they've been like constipated for a week if they're drinking decaf, decaf, <laughs> decaf cappuccinos there.
0: There is such a huge problem with police presence throughout this entire franchise that it, yeah. it really reveals its head, I think, in, the, in Tokyo Drift, the third one we're going to talk about today. That they I they just
1: don't have police anywhere? They may the be... this. Today. I
0: mean, this whatever world this exists in, it, there's just no cops. This is an anarchist dream, I think.
1: I think so. I'm going to have more to say about the cops in this one. But uh, I, I do think... It's everything about the cops in these movies is preposterous. It's unbelievable.
0: Preposterous.
1: <laughs> and not, it's not to say anything about cops or whatever. Right. Everything. But right. We're
0: just Jesus. talking about the police presence within these worlds. While this stuff is actually going, like there had somebody at the pitch meeting or on the writer's table had to have thrown that out there at some point, and everyone just like stopped and looked at him like he was the biggest idiot in the fucking room. <laughs> of course, because. Right. You can't hide. You, you just can't hide what they're doing
1: from the cops. You just can't. It gets it's more impossible. and more egregious. It, it, there's just so many data databases dedicated mm-hmm. for finding <laughs> these idiots.
0: Um, as far as most furious, so the very first street race we get, yeah. where Brian Paul Walker's Brian is is racing down Toretto, and his car starts pull, falling apart because he he pushes it too fast, too early. Yep. And he has like a floor panel as he's going 120 to 140 miles an hour, a floor panel shakes loose and goes flying off in the back. There are people surrounding this race mm-hmm. like four or five deep all down the street that this race is happening. And that thing obviously beheaded someone yep. and it's just never mentioned that th- a piece of sharp, hot metal goes flying off into a crowd. It's a, it's a flying guillotine and we just don't mention it again i would assume the man or woman who lost their head at this meaningless street race is -hmm. probably most furious well, that's – yeah,
1: they're definitely most furious. Uh, or maybe it's the cops in that moment because the cops are clearly just betting on the races and they're not stopping it because they – again, you can't hide this. Right. But they're betting like, oh, God, now we got to be police.
0: They're we not corrupt cops. This. They just have a really bad gambling problem that need action. <laughs> they need action, clearly.
1: Uh, look, I think who's most furious – it's Letty and Dom, because that sex must be ferocious. <laughs> the growling. I mean, they most—they they must have the most understanding neighbors in the world. And that's not because they got Metallica Guy playing the guitar in the after party <laughs> of the street races. That's because, like, I, I mean, they must be screamers. I mean, if their bedroom is not soundproof, that's like several buildings away you know exactly what's happening
0: maybe that's uh, why but, the cops stopped showing up they just kid they were tired of the you know the woman who cried murder seemed to be crying murder when really it was just really intense sex they
1: couldn't stop it if they wanted to and they don't want to and i don't blame them
0: uh i would argue johnny tran also probably very furious as he gets swatted for no reason dom johnny, toretto beats the shit out of him for no reason right. Jesse, he beats Jesse in a car race at Race Wars, fair and square, and doesn't get the car that's owed to him for no reason. Johnny Tran is kind of done dirty in this movie. Yeah.
1: Much of it until, and and, and then he does something, you know, indefensible. Right. The The
0: shooting may have been a little far. I agree. (laughs) He's pushed, though. Right. Let's put it that way. He is pushed. Uh, Mike, can you rate the ridiculousness of this movie?
1: Okay. Uh, First of all the bromance meet cute between like this movie's about a couple things it's about a romance it's about street racing and it's about a bromance every mm-hmm. one of these movies has to be have those three criteria right i like it and the bromance meet cute between vin diesel and paul walker <laughs> is adorable <laughs> and he's he's in a fight with metallica best friend <laughs> and then he goes he was in my face and then vin diesel's like i'm in your face <laughs> And that just made me laugh really hard.
0: You sound like Megatron from the Transformers cartoon series.
1: It's hard to do. It's hard. Yeah, I I got to go an octave higher somehow. And it was down the back of my... Th- I'll, I'll get it. But no, it's just... Yeah, he's... Um, He's Louis Armstrong now. Right. But, all right. Rate, rate your ridiculousness. Here. I like
0: that you had the scientific breakdown of what every movie in this franchise needs to have, and you're absolutely right with it. My ridiculousness, the only thing I can. I, I was not a fan of the first movie, Like really? even in terms of watching it to be awesomely bad. <laughs> Universal bet basically nearly $40 million on Vin Diesel being able to lead a group to steal a ton of DVD players. That doesn't hold up well. Mm-hmm. A- and they use that as the basis for an entire multi-billion dollar franchise. Uh, I just picture that being pitched in any point beyond the early aughts. That This, this doesn't get <laughs> off the ground. No. Uh,
1: but, you know, again, we're, we're, we're talking about the industry every week and how they're short-sighted. <laughs> 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 and how... They really uh, are late to adjust mm-hmm. to, to the market, <laughs> and this is why, Michael. This is just another example.
0: It reminds me of there, – there was a story Kevin Smith tells about how when he was working with uh, Bruce Willis – Uh, on that that movie. I forget the the name of the movie, but uh, it's become infamous in Kevin Smith lore, and he wanted to do something with the script, and they needed more money from the studio or something, and so Kevin Smith called the studio, and the studio told him no, and then Bruce Willis got on the phone with the studio, and he asked, and the studio told him no, and Bruce Willis goes, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you a follow-up question. Uh, Who do you have next in line to play John McClane? And then the studio gave him the money, and that's kind of what Vin Diesel has here with the Dom Toretto character. He's got this for life now.
1: And he should. And maybe maybe he did, like, throw his weight around right. and then not get – maybe they're like, no, the star of this movie is Cars, and we can bring up new characters – named Billy Bob we don't care right right you know it's just like, another bald guy with muscles and you'll see
0: he played the Riddick card for as long as he could and then he had to go back to playing the Dom Toretto card when it comes to to being cast in certain projects yeah
1: yeah I, I'm surprised that there's not more Vin Diesel that this franchise is not locked into <laughs> Vin Diesel more at that stage uh, it will be obviously when it breaks out but uh, naturally yeah, but the, the 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 rate the ridiculousness is what I referred to earlier about the cops and this whole situation. The fact that this is called "quote unquote" underground street racing is hilarious. Like you said, Great there are point. Twenty people deep on the sidewalks, <laughs> there literally are two hundred of the loudest cars mm-hmm. playing the loudest movies, uh, music, uh, with everyone dressed in the loudest fashion mm-hmm. on the planet in all in one spot, and they're driving down the street and. Everybody knows where you are, everybody, and they want them to. So either the cops enjoy betting on all these races or we got to, you know, rate this ridiculousness (laughs) off the
0: charts. (laughs) Great points. Great points made by you. Tough to pull this off in secret. Uh, We have a star-studded cast, Mike. Why don't you add someone to this movie to make it better?
1: All right. Uh, How about Freddie Linder? I don't know if you remember Freddie Linder but he should have been played by Patrick Swayze. I'm sure that is a deleted scene because there's no way you bring up a backstory as horrifying (laughs) as when old Freddy Linder cut off Dom's dad. That rascal, Freddy Linder... (laughs) made the move on the inside uh-huh. in race uh-huh. vin diesel's dad dies peacefully uh of a car fire right <laughs> burning alive which is screaming well the placement watches.
0: of which in the plot is just beautiful because we're just on the heels of okay dom toretto may actually be not the greatest guy but look at his backstory now <laughs> look at his backstory to set that up and to have it go nowhere <laughs>
1: is absurd. Like I get it if you can't cast Patrick Swayze uh, and mm-hmm. then Nick Nolte turns it down as well. <laughs> All right. I I get maybe how those dominoes could have fell and they didn't didn't have what they wanted to to, to go
0: through with it but right, yeah that sure.
1: that going nowhere and Freddie linder never showing up is a shock to me <laughs> Just a,
0: a hanging chad of a pivotal expositional storyline that kind of constitutes the main character of this multi-billion dollar franchise and we have nothing but his word to back it up with <laughs> that's right <laughs> um how was colin farrell or even more so, Robert Patrick, not the truck driver oh. of the eighteen wheeler at the end. Maybe they uh, like. Maybe that was somebody. That yeah, maybe he he it had he plays such post- a big role. I- I'm sh- shocked that that's a faceless character, especially in 2001. Like Colin Farrell was making like phone booth around this time. He was available. Robert Patrick was fresh off the faculty. He was kicking around. He could have done that role. You're right, Colin Farrell, Robert Pat.
1: Like you could have had a major villainous force right? Uh, if he had any star power at all. But you're right. The truck driver is the low-key star of this movie.
0: Either the truck driver should have been a known actor or that should have been a star-making performance for the actor who was the truck driver. <laughs>
1: That's right, 100%. <laughs> How he is not a face in this film is... is, is <laughs> they should have added somebody unbelievable
0: the stuff this movie got away with and it spawned eight <laughs> sequels with the, the dead dad story that goes nowhere the biggest baddie of the entire film just being inconsequential unbelievable just being a couple of 20 inch pythons man <laughs> well, in that vein what's the highest unintentional comedy of this entire movie all right, so I
1: laughed really hard when Ja Rule's music started to play. Like, because mm-hmm. everything, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed the walk up to every street race because <laughs> there are all your clicks. There are all your, you just, the fanfare. The, and the, again, the fact that this is supposed to be underground. But exactly. You got yes. one beautiful car after another, one beautiful person after People another.
0: People planned their days around these street races that are supposed to be underground.
1: I can't get enough. Like, give me a whole movie Mm -hmm. of them just about to street race. Yes. Whole movie of that. So when Ja Rule's music started to play, I was literally saying to myself, wait, what year was this exactly? (laughs) So that was funny to me. So I immediately remembered. And then I lost it. When Ja Rule shows up five seconds later and he's in this movie, Michael, while his music is playing.
0: The worst ethos given to any character. Ja Rule's quote is going up to Paul Walker, who's standing by his car, and says, it's not how you stand by your car, it's how you race your car. At a street race. This is the (laughs) illuminating logic that the wise Ja Rule character imparts. I, I just can't.
1: I can't have enough Jaw Rule <laughs> in my pre- and post-race uh, situations in Fast and Furious movies. I can't. I Like, I'm
0: surprised he's not in every single one of them. It's not how you stand by your car. It's how you race your car. And also, are you interested in going to this festival that I, my buddy booked on this island with all it's going to be beautiful, calling it Firefest? <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't have street races
1: at the... I mean, I guess he he doesn't. <laughs> It's way too costly and actually entertaining.
0: (laughs) Um, Finding out, I had the same joy and shock when I realized this entire thing was over DVD players. I mean, these movies are really a capsule in time when you look at the DVD players, the people recording street races on flip phones, I think in Tokyo Drift. That's supposed to be set in like 2015 or something.
1: That's right. Just,
0: Just really beautiful time capsules of Americana.
1: Of of tech companies just so full of shit, (laughs) and uh, yeah, maybe it was slightly ahead of its time (laughs) (laughs) by like a week, (laughs) and therefore smart again in terms of just product placement and trying to get people to buy you know that next thing you know a month from now makes Mm -hmm. sense. But uh, all right, but seriously, what's the highlight for you of of this movie?
0: Yeah, I don't have one. I (laughs) got. (laughs) <laughs> I gotta be honest. <laughs> Other than some like unintentional comedy, I really don't think this series got off to a great start. Like, I'm I, shocked. I, I guess, I I got nothing. Like, even the tech was bad. There was some voiceover work that seemed like it was straight out of the 70s. There's some like post production stuff. So this was a
1: transitional film for you in the sense that you are <laughs> fully snobbed up coming off the Oscars. Yeah, it could and be you that couldn't, you couldn't transition, or or it's a bad because to me, like when they're in that parking lot and he's like, nah! <laughs> I don't know how you don't laugh for 10 minutes. Like, I can't believe he screamed like that again. Pet peeve in most <laughs> movies for me is when a character screams and you better get that scream, right? Just just so you know, but that's literally how he screamed. That's a pitch. Perfect impersonation. By the way, Vin <laughs> Devil goes, nah! it's the funniest thing. Uh, in any movie I've seen in a while because it comes out of nowhere and he uses his full throat. <laughs> just all of the wind so, in his stomach. Beautiful. To
0: review, what merited a sequel in your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> was Vin Diesel yelling Nas at the top of his lungs? I, I just the, No, the movie...
1: Look, the, the movie was enjoyable to me because clearly there's some dumb shit in here, but there's also some fun stuff. Like, I genuinely love the dom character even though there's no reason he should <laughs> care about paul walker's character except for the fact that he's just so beautiful like there's that's a bromance that's it there's only one reason for them to be friends well they're family mike
0: and i don't know if you know no, this but family is what matters
1: attracted to one another, and it's fine. every that's great
0: but there's, there's
1: let's just you know,
0: say what it is. Attra- that's what, it is. that's the undertone of this is that Dom doesn't hate Brian. He's jealous that Brian's attracted to his sister,
1: the romance and the bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's, you don't need Dr. Freud here. To figure this one out.
0: I love it. I love it. This is what people come to NMO for the hard hitting analysis that you literally won't hear elsewhere. Uh, Mike, if this happened, finish it. If this actually happened in real life,
1: Every single one of these fuckers are arrested (laughs) immediately. Like, immediately. Like, every street race, they're all arrested. Again, Mm -hmm. unless you cut all the cops in, there's just zero chance that these things would go unnoticed for two minutes. Never mind whatever. Get through a whole race. And at least
0: Fast 2 tries to address that. They're like, okay, every cop actually is in on the bag. Carter does have all these guys on the take, so he does run the police department in Miami. Fast one, there's just no exploration of where any police presence is. No, there's there's no, it's just <laughs> absurd. Like, we're, even the walk-up, and, and then, like, it would be the easiest thing to track
1: every single one of them down. <laughs> he the is tracked! The
0: FBI is tracking down Toretto the entire
1: time! That's good, yeah, you're, you're right, but they're also trackable, they they. they just walking down the street, the, I mean, it's the simplest thing in the world. Like, these <laughs> cops could be the worst cops on the planet, and they could still arrest everybody after,
0: like, a week. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I'm starting to see why this got so many sequels, actually, now that we talk about it more. <laughs> um, if this actually happened, there's zero chance of any sequels. Because oh, here. either Dom, who, by the way... Vin Diesel's character is the only one who has his head on straight in this entire movie because he doesn't trust Brian from the jump. He thinks Brian is after Dom's sister. He thinks Brian is a cop. All of those turn out to be true, so Dom would murder Brian at some point. Or, Brian is fired for setting up the sting on Johnny Tran that bears no fruit and arrests essentially an innocent man at that point. (laughs) Or, Mia turns on Brian once Brian reveals to her that he's a cop because Mia is Dom's sister, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or the truck driver at the end eventually hits at least one of those shotgun blasts on a major character because he's obviously a super agent slash hero. So regardless, one way or the other, this film ends poorly for Brian or Dom or both. Also, how did Vin Diesel survive that crash at the end unscarred? (laughs) I agree with
1: all that. (laughs) I still think you're overthinking it. I think all of the cars would be impounded after one race that has one crash. Because one old person complained. But, no, you're you're right about everything. Um, but they would have to sell and mortgage all their businesses because, of course, they would.
0: Do you think one writer ever brought up any objection to logic? Be like, God, should we investigate this a little bit?
1: No, clearly not. Because this <laughs> this is a trend that goes through the first three movies. And obviously, my God. Once we get to the bigger budgets, <laughs> well.
0: this will continue. All right. So wrapping up uh, film one of this trilogy, Michael, what, what do we have? I love
1: the final scene. I thought that was just so cheesy and great. The fact that he walks away and he says, F you to my former life. <laughs> I mean that, you know, again, Paul Walker, I'm not a huge fan of Paul Walker in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the fact that, you know, he's team Dom at the end. Right. Just the greatest thing ever, which of again, it's the remake. It's palpable uh, sexual tension. Oh, it's ridiculous. My (laughs) heart is a flutter. Yeah. It's it's point break
0: with crossover with like wild things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And you love it, but you want more Vin Diesel. You want more Michelle Rodriguez and you want more bromances and romances with Paul Walker. And you get one of those things in the next movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a setup, beautifully set up by you. We move on to 2003's Too Fast, Too Furious, obviously stealing the title from the podcast miniseries from an Oscars podcast That's that right. would debut 18 years in the future. Michael, describe the plot poorly for me. Paul Walker is immediately captured by police <laughs> and
1: forced into going undercover once again mm-hmm. to help take down the bad, bad guy because he's done it so well in the past. He was an expert, uh, yes. Give him a bromance Mm -hmm. with a male model. Give him a romance. Naturally. Give him a bromance with a male model who won't wear (laughs) sleeves. Give him a romance. (laughs) Again. uh, And then overcomplicate the plot. Uh, with a whole lot of nonsense until we finally get what we all want in the end. A lot of souped-up, fast cars doing ridiculous shit for the last 30 minutes.
0: That might be the most accurate description of any movie in the history of cinema. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what happens in this movie.
1: Profit. I, mean, immediate profit.
0: <laughs> uh, I have a man who is an objectively bad ex-cop and who's proven to many higher-ups he can't be trusted, is yeah. trusted by various higher-ups. <laughs> trusted by them all. Yeah, everybody. Implicitly. The same way Vin Diesel trusted him again. He's arrested immediately, like you said. And the FBI's like, look, we're going to clean not only your record, (laughs) but any convict or felon you want to bring into this, (laughs) which for some reason we're letting you run, we will clear their record too. Yeah,
1: it's just the guy walks into the interrogation room. He's like, wow, did I come into this room with (laughs) other intentions, but as I'm getting lost in those blue... (laughs) magical blue blue spheres that you call your eyes. I'm going to pivot right now and just trust you implicitly with this, uh, this whole
0: operation. So what happened in there, Dean? Did you give him the book? Nah, I hired him. He's one of us now, again. <laughs>
1: Mike, who's uh, fastest and too fast? Yeah, I mean, everybody falling in love with Paul Walker and Tyrese Gibson mm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they all immediately fall for these guys, and they empower them right just from step one and all tyrese gibson does is just talk shit <laughs> to everyone <laughs> including paul walker and yet again and again because he's so beautiful like, again, I'm a shallow person, mm-hmm. so I just see this as like a human troll, and you're just like a human troll, but just with gross skin right now. And you, we, we both just see this movie, and just like, we're like, I know why everybody loves that. <laughs> and it's because they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. How in the hell is Brian entrusted? How in the hell does Tyrese Gibson <laughs> go from a demolition derby that the cops just fully witness on the
0: Wearing an ankle monitor.
1: Let's hire you to handle all our multi-million dollars worth of, uh, you know, auto, uh, whatever absconded <laughs> stuff. Like, how do they get? How do they put him in charge of all these fast cars? How would they say, "All right, let's let you go undercover with this guy who just races fast cars"?
0: Yeah, hey, guy who him. ran away from us in the first at the end of the first movie. Let one horribly like the FBI doesn't set up sting on small time criminals <laughs> and he lets Dom Toretto walk. He gets captured immediately. And the FBI's response is take another guy. Who's just like Dom Toretto. <laughs> Here's souped up cars that are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars that we get from somewhere. You could have access to them and yeah, go go to Miami, go to the cocaine capital of the world for a couple weeks. <laughs> and, The bad guy doesn't even trust him, but he can't help
1: the spell that is cast upon him. He knows. He knows how his girlfriend looks at these guys. Yes. Like his girlfriend goes yes. out for an evening. That and is. He's immediately at <laughs> their sex boat the next morning. Like Mike, that is exactly
0: what I have for who's fastest. Because how quickly <laughs> Carter, the bad guy, was to figure out everything, every step of the way in this movie. He sets up Ava Mendez to test her loyalty. He bait and switches the feds with the drop point. If Paul Walker's Brian <laughs> misjudges that car jump onto the boat at the end of this movie this series is over because his career as an fbi agent ends with him being letting a criminal and dom toretto walk over some stolen dvd players and causing hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage by letting carter kill a a customs agent and get away (laughs) scot-free
1: the end of this movie is the equivalent Of Samuel Jackson and the Rock just jumping off the building at the beginning of the other guys. It's just the equivalent of that. But it works in this movie. It yes. works. Like, he times it perfectly. The freaking bad guy boats go near the pier. They, they Give me a break. No, but of course it works because they're too beautiful to fail. It's it's
0: all important. If he had brown eyes, this doesn't happen. No way.
1: No way. All
0: right, Mike, who's most furious to you? Uh, Decent hairstylists, because everyone, (laughs) everyone in this movie is either rocking a gigantic afro, a throwback 1980s flock of seagulls haircut, or is just straight up bald. John Singleton is, is probably a <laughs> right. Exactly. Being exactly. from when he's from, yeah. Right.
1: No, I mean just literally the, yeah. You
0: know, I mean those. That's what the characters guy. are wearing. All of them.
1: Yeah. They all have big hair or no hair. Big hair or no hair. It's like three points or, or dunks. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It's,
0: <laughs> it's the true outcome. People outcomes, love what I make. Sports the the true out. outcome. The two true outcomes of early two thousands movies hairstyles. Also, how about the two other drivers who are on the test run for Carter when he's trying out Tyrese and Paul Walker to see if they're good drivers who think they're just showing up for a random day at work and they end up half dead on the side of the road sandwiched between two 18 wheelers because of what amounts to a dick measuring contest between a male model and the guy from running scared. But it was all worth it, though, right? I mean,
1: (laughs) they're reduced to giggling. Just it's having the times of their lives. (laughs) before that half. It's just giggle fits. I mean, they, they're almost squealing by the end because they got Tyrese Gibson and Paul Walker to be on their side at the end of this movie. And they even indulge right, their that's true. friendship. That's true. They were distracted. Even if it's fake, right. they don't care. Mm-hmm. Those two guys it's a fair point. are having the time of their lives. I retract my criticism.
0: (laughs) Death is worth hanging out with Paul Walker's baby blue eyes. Oh, you're gonna...
1: This was all just to jettison me into the swamp (laughs) where I'm just... eating by gators. I mean, fine. They they don't care. They had the day... They had an afternoon like no... (laughs) No, no. Who's most furious, Michael? Carter Verone, the bad guy. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, for good reason. He knows he's losing. (laughs) He knows these... Three beautiful human beings—the three most beautiful human mm-hmm. beings on the planet—aren't interested in him and his gross cigars. Uh, they, he, he, like he knows this. He knows they're all going to start having sex with one another and not invite him. He knows this, <laughs> and he know, and he acts out accordingly. He's like, oh, I'm just really jilted, and here's some medieval rat torture in the middle of this movie. With this <laughs> gross, crooked cop. Let me find the fattest, whitest, hairiest guy. And just torture him
0: just Fuck him <laughs>
1: <laughs> And that's what happens he in the took movie took his anger
0: out at not being pretty enough to join the threesome On that random cop oh. who May not have even been in the film by the way It may have just this, been a guy hanging out at that club This movie drips With covetous Envy and rage
1: <laughs> This, that's all it is Like these screenwriters I've never seen them before But they're probably not hot It's my guess <laughs> <laughs> never once, never seen them. I just again, you, we're radio guys. <laughs> They're radio- probably not.
0: We're too fast, too furious. <laughs> uh, rate the ridiculousness, Michael.
1: Uh, so I mean, this movie's kind of a tonal mess. It's a bad film, let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, but they just have so much fun with the street racing stuff that it kind of. You know, it overshadows like all of the boring John Singleton trying to make a serious crime movie out of this mm. kind of movie. Mm. So, like to me, the the clear, the clear point where this just goes jumps the shark and where you just relax again is when you know the two henchmen just have a street race with Paul and Tyrese <laughs> for no reason <laughs> in the middle of the, like the three quarters of the waypoint right. during this movie, like, right? There's no reason for it. it doesn't it's a dick pain. measuring contest. It's just the dick measuring contest. It's unnecessary. Holy. The the payoff is the next morning when they're like, hey, we got your cars. Yeah. That's it. Yes. (laughs) That's it.
0: (laughs) Like, again, if if ever I was to be a fly on a wall of a writer's table, the the fast, any entry, especially early entry into the Fast and Furious franchise has to be in my top ten. Because... Like, they just don't ask the next logical question ever. It's just like somebody had an idea and they're like, yeah, throw it in the movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's good. That's president. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> anathema to what we've talked about since the beginning of this podcast of argue away the obvious objection. Right. No, it's just indulge in the do next batshit idea.
0: What do you mean, objection? Yeah. <laughs> that's where it's logistical
1: at. objection. Right.
0: What happens if the entire Miami Police Department's vehicle force gets into one big accident? What then? Who cares what then? It's just going to happen and we'll move on from it. Wait, they do
1: what in roadblocks? They (laughs) lay what on the ground? Chains? That would, you
0: know, pop tires? (laughs) No. No. They're just going to follow them at high speed to a nondescript garage... With no reconnaissance, apparently, and just be befuddled when cars emerge from it. Which uh, just yeah, set a perimeter and uh, hope that it holds. We won't, we won't approach the garage, by the way. We'll just wait for them to come out at some point.
1: That's right. This I giant love, garage,
0: love. which must be big enough to house 40 cars.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're going on, we're getting towards the... I mean, how are they not calling out red flags? <laughs> One Something after another, like, this up. is, oh, this is a problem. No, of course not. This yeah, is, I, uh, is silly.
0: my rating for this ridiculousness was 14 out of 14 Paul Walker to Ava Mendez cuts at them glancing at one another while going a hundred miles an hour <laughs> because there were more camera cuts there than like in any pro wrestling, anything I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. It was like, I thought I was watching an SNL skit back and forth. Ava Mendez, Paul Walker, Ava Mendez, Paul Walker. Just nobody's kiss already. No, yeah, nobody's complaining whatsoever. <laughs> Mike, add someone to this plot to make it better. Uh, Vin Diesel <laughs> uh, would make it better. Yes. That's just That's obvious. Correct. That's correct. But That's y- the correct y- answer. We can move on. <laughs> uh, I was just shocked. Like, apropos of nothing, I have no basis for this. This just felt like something that Scott Foley's face should have made an appearance into me. Like, this felt like something I was like waiting for Scott Foley to make a cameo, and it just, it it never was to be. I feel like that's a missed opportunity. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I just, I was watching this, and I was just like, Scott Foley feels like he should be here. (laughs) I have nothing to base that off of. Oh my, what have you been watching with Scott Foley lately? I think I'm just Dawson's a really big. Creek, I'm just a really cliff. big, a really big fan of Scream Three, which I came out around say, the same time.
1: <laughs> Scream Three,
0: uh, Grey's Anatomy,
1: but uh, who was he in Scream Three?
0: Oh, uh, he was Rowan Bridger, director. I don't want to say the next line because that ruins the entire movie. We're not spoiling that vaunted Oscar-worthy franchise yet. He was married
1: to Jennifer Gardner. He's mm-hmm. three kids with Gardner? Oh, my God. What is happening right now?
0: (laughs) Well, Scott Foley could have been the highest unintentional comedy, but he wasn't there. So what was your highest unintentional comedy?
1: Oh, my God. Looking up Scott Foley when you just said (laughs) Scott Foley should be... That was hilarious and really confusing. All right. um, I've had a
0: lot of downtime.
1: (laughs) No, ludicrous at the beginning. Again, I could just live in the... I could live in the the, walk-up to these, you know, street races, but... When he is first introduced to us, Ludacris, he is basically getting Cars to back it up. Mm -hmm. And he's like, back it up, back, back, back it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not singing it, obviously, like him. But then, of course, Joe Budden's Pump It Up starts to play a minute (laughs) later. And I really laughed. Like, how? It's not. Exactly psychosomatic levels of product placement here. But it works. It still works.
0: I need to comment on how much better the soundtrack to Too Fast, Too Furious was to what Correct. I thought the soundtrack was in the first Fast and The first Fast and Furious soundtrack I, I thought was appalling, even for early two thousand. The second one, Terrible. like, Pump It Up by Joe Budden. The, the theme song, Too Fast, Too Furious by Ludacris, which still slaps. And Ludacris, look, I, I know I made fun of the big hair. He had the biggest afro. Dripping with the most swag any human being has ever had. Like, I imagine me trying to pull off that look and him with that look. Talk about a dichotomy. My God, what a cool man he is.
1: Our musical preferences really shows us for who we are because we were 7th, 8th eighth, cra- eighth grade, just tween, mm-hmm. snotty jerks. Mm-hmm. Just literally, you know, the Italian FU signal yeah. to... Everybody older than us at having fun at parties mm-hmm. during the first Fast and Furious, and then we were finally at those parties or the next few. And we're like, "Oh, this music, I mean, it's not great, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, my time. This is I Mike's mean, time dancing to this shit, so we like it."
0: Simple uh, as that. I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> my highest unintentional <laughs> comedy comes in uh, two forms. One also has to do with the opening race in which Ludacris tells Paul Walker he has four minutes to get to the race. And yet there still is a cachet of human beings lining the street for this race that happened to be wearing the exact same colors as Paul Walker's car, as if they expected him to show up. Everybody in the crowd was color coordinated to the car and the driver, they were there to support, as if they were like the pit crew in a NASCAR race for these people already, as if that was a real thing. That 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 made me laugh. And then later on in the movie, Tyrese just talking openly on his walkie-talkie to Brian about yeah. ejecting the bad guy with the ejector seat. <laughs> And the bad guy that's still in Brian's car has to be hearing all of this and isn't doing anything, just not moving. Like, la-di-da-di-da. To
1: their credit, though, they had Chekhov's ejector seat, and then they made a play on that later on where they couldn't eject the guy, otherwise he would have blew
0: his gun. Right. (laughs) I I I love that. That It was actually kind
1: of smart because I'm like, no, they're going to do the dumb shit again, right? Because two payoffs is better than one (laughs) payoff. (laughs) But no, <laughs> funny. Oh my God.
0: Uh, what was the legitimate highlight for you, or what merited a sequel most in this movie?
1: I loved the goofy street racing cars scatter from the warehouse scene. Yeah, and then the fact that they jumped off the freaking pier onto the bad guys' boat, and then just won. That was it. They won. <laughs> like that was the hilarious thing. That like, was, they didn't have to do anything. Right. There's no big sequence on that boat. That's a good no, point. No, they're there. The fact that they crashed the boat, which is, I guess, more realistic than anything else in this movie. Um, If you land your car, muscle Mm -hmm. car, on the bad guy boat, you win.
0: Done. Uh, Not even something I thought of, but you're absolutely right. (laughs) Carter's has a shotgun. (laughs) Paul Walker and Tyrese would be disoriented having crashed into a boat in the ocean. True. Carter should have just shot him. (laughs) What if he shot him in the face? <laughs> yeah, I mean... The car crashes nowhere near Carter's, I guess, because he, we see him without a scar when he's being held at gunpoint later on in that scene. So yeah. he clearly had the opportunity. He must have just been, damn it, you guys made it three times. Like, <laughs> like what like if Carter...
1: What if Carter had one competent armed guard below deck? <laughs> just one. Right. And he's like, huh, that sounds like something crashed. Up top, I should go investigate it. Was that
0: a. No. No, that wasn't a car crashing into this boat, was it? That's
1: impossible. (laughs) Let me go check it out.
0: Oh. (laughs) Great point. Great call. Not something I thought of. Definitely something that should have been addressed. I was shocked at how into the progression of this storytelling I was. The Too Fast, Too Furious is the only Fast and Furious movie I've seen in, period, but I happened to see it in theaters and I remember hating it at the time. And now on rewatch, I was just totally in. I had bought land into whatever Too Fast, Too Furious was selling me. I don't know why. But, like, the the story progression of Brian being this former bad boy FBI agent to now being this glory boy who lives too fast and too furious for his own good and gets caught again <laughs> and has to prove himself once more, even if the, uh, you need to do this for us, the FBI, so we can clear your schedule. Like, that was all action movie fodder and tropey. I didn't care. I was in for all of this.
1: I, uh, I'm shocked that you love this movie. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> I, I kind of tuned out and I perked up whenever somebody too hot to ignore was on screen, which was a lot. And I don't I really didn't get the casting of the spell of the plot. Thank God we didn't have to do like a real film <laughs> still <for right>. like <laughs> right. this. Is all I know. So I, I I half paid attention to this movie and that was perfect. That's what this movie should be yes. for me. Agreed. Something I, I can agree. half pay attention to and enjoy <laughs> and then, you know, perk up to at the end and then be like, Wait, they're doing what? To win <laughs> So I'm glad I'm glad that. All right. So John Singleton, who's a very, you know, uh, you know, esteemed director for mm-hmm. great reason. And, uh, you know, he's he's made some excellent movies that I'm sure we'll study again. And we've studied in, in our past. Mm-hmm. So good. I'm glad to see John Singleton working on this plot. He will never do one of these films again. <laughs> this is all you get in terms of John Singleton and Fast Fur- and Furious than that franchise. But for him to, to, you know, to put his stamp on one of these movies was kind of cool. He died, didn't he? Yeah, he died two years ago. Yeah, he did. Yeah,
0: all right. No chance. He can't make a sequel. (laughs) That's what you were getting at there. Okay. Justin Lin and Chris Morgan. Yeah, we'll talk about them. All (laughs) right. Uh, So, Mike, if Too Fast, Too Furious actually happened...
1: Oh, just... I kind of said it already on this one. Police win. They win easily. They pop tires, and they they win.
0: Yeah. I I agree. Along those lines, Ava Mendez is dead. Like... (laughs) If this happens in real life, what purpose does Carter keep her alive for? When he finds out she's a turncoat and has betrayed him for sure. The only reason you keep her alive is to have a hostage. But you know, like Carter knows that Brian's and her are making googly eyes at each other the entire film. You know if you keep her alive on the boat, he's going to do something crazy. It's going to just give him more incentive and motivation to do something crazy to get on the boat. So why? Just kill her. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm sorry... kill just shoot him yeah i'm sorry to be graphic scott evil uh
1: defense again yeah just shoot him exactly exactly (laughs) yeah i would agree uh that would probably happen especially if he was a cutthroat gangster using his free time to to you know look up medieval torture Uh mechanisms i love
0: i love that you mentioned free time because if we move on to tokyo drift here from 2006 fast and furious (laughs) 3 described the plot poorly, my uh, my sentence is, the head of the Yakuza has both way too much free time on his hands and immature hobbies.
1: He's bored. He's (laughs) just bored. He's, uh... I mean, this this plot of Tokyo Drift, 2006, (laughs) the golden years of Mike, Mike before Oscar.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, he wants this plot to be resolved with a street race, because (laughs) Why? Are you kidding? I mean, we're going to get into it in several different angles, but uh, I can't believe it. I I wrote a synopsis for this again just to test my powers. I said a troubled Texas high school street racer is sent to live with his divorced father in Japan (laughs) as a fugitive Mm -hmm. or as an exchange student. And, of course, his very first high school class is full of a gang (laughs) of underground Tokyo street racers. (laughs) <laughs> Hollywood keeps making the same uh, movies. What's, yeah what's bow wow doing there who cares it's all about <laughs> drifting now and no joke mike there is one cool ass street race sequence after the next in this movie
0: yeah i, I mean the, the highlight of these three movies to me in all seriousness and what merited a sequel i guess i'm jumping the gun but like the sound editing in this movie was outstanding and
1: tremendous the cinematography the, the, yeah the, the races of, race. of this were were so cool so the cool editing i mean yeah the, it's dumb it's dumb it's as hell very very <laughs> but the montage of him learning how to street race was wonderful the i, I mean the, the i mean just the conception of a street race in japan going from uh right, let's just find this area where nobody is <laughs> and let's race for this woman yes Yes, which actually
0: is what I have is the fastest. Uh, the, who's fastest was the writer who was in charge of exposition. Used to explain every female character in this movie. Oh, just awful! It's just terrible. Th- I
1: just cringe. Like none of so these bad. writers knew
0: a woman at all. <laughs> it's so bad. If you race, winner gets me. What are you talking about, what? Charlene? The hell was that?
1: <laughs> and it's it's just so over the top clueless and chauvinist it just it's it has to be funny because it's borderline pornographic it's pornographic it is pornographic it is pornographic pornographic. it's just absurd so who's fastest for you mike well justin lynn for taking over this franchise with his directorial audition of something that was probably just gonna be a Mm spin-off uh white savior money grab <laughs> yep. and instead it's got like Sonny chiba as this just uncle kamada who's fast approaching dementia. like he's almost fastest here because clearly just just goes back into the better off dead um aspen south park parody like for no reason we just end with a street race i mean this, this man is embezzling
0: no at most hundreds of dollars right <laughs> And the head of the Yakuza. It's like, you need to, nephew, you need to fix this. He's stealing from you, which means he's stealing from me. Don't just kill him, don't just hurt him or his family. You need to beat him in a race. Up the mountain, which is
1: just the end of this ski movie parody in South Park. Again, these writers don't have a long bibliography. <laughs> And they don't have a lot of sources. They have a few. And they follow it to a T. Shocking. (laughs) Point Break for the other movie. And this movie is clearly just one of those 80s, bad 80s films (laughs) that they grew up on. And I love that it devolves to that. Because it's just simple. And we go from one cool conceived race to another. And, oh my god, they'll, they'll race up a parking garage and we'll be introduced to drifting. Which is the coolest thing from before. And then... You know, the contrast from that to racing through the construction site, like a bunch of idiots that should be locked up at least until their 21st birthday, (laughs) get them off
0: the street. You, you, uh, you're touching on what I have for who's most furious because I have the sound editor and cinematographer because this movie sounds and looks outstanding, but to me, it's easily the hokiest and most 90s action movie tropied of these original trilogy of movies.
1: I mean, Kid Rock's Ba with Taba is, is a song in the soundtrack when they're in Texas. And I just have so many regrets. So, so many regrets about my formative years. And that song is involved. Uh, yeah, like Han to me is the most furious because he had the perfect setup mm-hmm. in his life. Uh, he had this dumbass nephew of a Yakuza who he was just bleeding dry. Uh, he had Bow Wow as his best buddy, unafraid of you know inviting every fashion model to their secret Austin Power party. Yep. I mean, it was just he's living the dream. I mean, he could sit on a stoop and give really serious speeches about these white guy he the white guys he befriends for no reason. Like, there's no reason mm-hmm. to 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 make Billy Bob a friend of yours <laughs> and for him. To stretch the rationalization card to get white audiences involved in this movie <laughs> was so absurd. Like he's like, I just need to know people I can trust, so <laughs> I give him a car to race in my name, and you know that was price worth. Yeah, paying. Hans
0: in business with the yakuza nephew. Why yeah. does he?
1: And they're involved in street racing,
0: right? Like as a hobby. And he's like, I just need to know if this guy's good. This right. This so, foreign exchange student who has proven nothing to anyone? This high school kid <laughs> who crashed
1: every single car he's ever driven. And who is clearly
0: in love with the girlfriend of the nephew of the head of the giant Japanese crime organization. Right.
1: The one thing I have to keep <laughs> under my control to allow my beautiful, lavish lifestyle to continue. Right. I'm not going to trust Bow Wow, which of course he should... I mean, Bow Wow's the guy to trust. Don't trust this idiot. He <laughs> can't even speak the language. He does He's offending everybody with every single thing he does. From the moment he arrives, he doesn't even take off his fucking shoes. That's how clueless he is. <laughs> it's a great point. It's a great just, point. Just offending everybody. And he's like, and every and people are like, I don't know if you're a cowboy or just you have a death wish or whatever the line was.
0: And Han, uh, which is just. Against every one of his best interests is right. just like there's something about this kid
1: <laughs> yeah no so I have a theory I have a theory that they were writing this plot to have Billy Bob be an undercover cop and then they rewrote the intro because Han treats this you know high school senior who looks like he's 30
0: but which is egregious right <laughs> yeah.
1: so but he treats this this high school this 30 year old senior high school senior. Mm-hmm. He treats him like he's an undercover police officer, and he entraps this man like, okay, you're (laughs) going to wreck my car, and therefore you're going to owe me...
0: Uh, and then you're going to
1: go and beat up the sumo wrestler like Han is treating this undercover cop like he's an undercover cop and he's trying to right. treat him crooked because he needs an escape plan, an honest escape plan, because these Yakuza, Yakuza guys are about to figure him out. And he knows that. And he's been stealing with from the nephew and he's been pushing this plot too far and he knows it's too good to be true and too good to last. So he's getting himself a parachute out of this situation because this guy is clearly, you know, (laughs) like the hilarious parody of a, of a cop right in high schoolers,
0: uh, you know, the 51st dates equivalent of an undercover cop (laughs) or the, uh, what do you call that? Never been kissed equivalent. Uh, I imagine you pitching that and like explaining that, which is an infinitely better movie than what we got with this (laughs) at the writer's table. And like the head guy, there just finishing up his slice of pizza and be like, you're fired. <laughs> they're all in high school. We'll just make them all right. Free. He's eighteen, we, you see. We
1: won't. We, we won't even get near all the statutory implications <laughs> elsewhere because these gangsters are obviously parting with these high school class. Right. This one class of people who are just going this, this high. This homeroom, it just is in. They're they're just at the nexus of Japanese street radio. right. Right.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> And we'll wow. just
1: all have fun with it. And we'll just they'll all be 27 years old in the cast. <laughs> and we'll allow... Nobody will think about
0: Ignore it. Ignore everything. <laughs> um, rate the ridiculousness. I had... I mean, all you need to know is that Ba with the Ba plays to distract you from the winner gets me opening race of this movie. That was a great tone setter, I thought. Uh, so that's my ridiculousness. What do you yeah. have?
1: No, I, I wrote down that scene as well. No. I also wrote down that just Bow Wow is a... You know, just this under-the-radar foreign exchange student selling all of these illegal goods on the street in broad daylight uh, every day of his life while
0: he's in high school. Well, when you're in a land where cops clearly don't exist, (laughs) and there's no punishment or consequence for any illegality. So
1: we'll give the one person without a valid driver's license (laughs) access to all the street racing cars of right. this operation that is clearly you know run run so well from on like what are they doing makes no sense
0: i, I have more to say about the uh, the cops and the lack of accountability in a minute but let's uh let's add someone to make this better first uh so we had zachary ty bryant from home improvement on abc
1: Oh my God! This is another Scott Foley reference. It gets. Zach, right, I gotta look. I gotta look him up. Hold on. It gets more
0: niche than that. <laughs> who is this, Zachary? What? So we have Zachary Ty Bryant is the football player asshole who Lucas Jackson races. He's the older okay. brother from Home Improvement. I know. Okay.
1: Yeah, his those
0: arms aren't throwing the ball very
1: far, well, <laughs> by the way, just for the record.
0: Lucas Jackson is Sean, the main character, best known for his work on NCIS on on CBS, right? Right. So could we get, like, David Faustino from Fox's Married with Children and Donald Faison from NBC Scrubs to complete this broadcast network former routine heartthrob quartet? That's right. That's where what was, I want.
1: Where was Donald Faison? I mean, just have another exchange student. How hard is that?
0: Which, by the way, the class is full of exchange students.
1: This one class where they have no idea what the teacher is saying. I mean... What is this world we're living in? It makes no sense.
0: i are just sitting there for eight hours a day, Get not it. understanding anything. And then they go street race.
1: Of course they're going to go street racing.
0: What else could they do?
1: They're not learning anything in high school.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, my God.
1: I just if I'm a teacher in this world, I am completely oblivious to anything going on outside of these uh, of this school with these kids, and I am so blissfully ignorant of everything. You
0: can't give a shit. You can't care if somebody's failing your class there or invested or not. You just gotta go through the motions. get to the weekend.
1: Get to the weekend. Get to your tenure and just coast.
0: Uh, who do you have? Who could you add to make this movie better?
1: Uh, Dom. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Hey, Dom. <laughs> like, the ending. Tell me you didn't get goosebumps. Of course they had to do this at the ending. Of course they have to write Han with a shared backstory with Dom. And, of course, we could just say, all right, Billy Bob, who cares if he was five o or not? We don't care. That story's over. Mm-hmm. Let's just have Han and Dom next movie. They they understood what what who who was the star of this movie Billy Bob who cares I don't even know that that actor's name is he was I mean he was nominated for like a Teen Choice Award for best breakout star in that year and I just I I laughed I, <laughs> I spit up my water I can't even remember the guy's David he's not a bad actor he was in a lot of movies back then the fact that he his career had like this. You know, star push. Like, this is the next guy. Right. This is the next Vin Diesel. Upon retrospect, I mean, yeah, I mean, his hairline was reason enough. No offense. I mean, I can't be a star. No, I'm with
0: passing him off as an 18 year old, as this movie tried to genuinely do, is laugh out loud funny. No, I mean,
1: he had a comb over in this movie. He
0: was like, I think, 27 at the time of this, and he looked every bit of 27.
1: He had. He had an old face for 27, too. Like he, he looked it, yeah. like he
0: was straight up 40.
1: <laughs> he looked older than we are now. Like he he looked like he needed a, a big humongous beard on his face just to try and give people some, you know, intrigue about who he was cuz otherwise that was a weathered face that's been a lot of places just like you and I right today. With a lot of scars. Hey,
0: you're the new student here. Yeah, and I've seen some shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally. You can't trust that face because you can see the whole backstory in that face. It makes no sense.
0: Uh, uh, highest unintentional comedy of the movie for you, Michael. Oh,
1: okay. Hold on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it before, but I laughed really hard when this entire movie, whose violence was escalating nicely, mm-hmm. like we have we have a Mexican standoff, guns on each other in the you know, the driveway of his father's house. Yep. I'm like, all right, this is going places. Like, we got a gangster movie that I hope they, you know, incorporate street racing after all this drifting until now, right? I hope they have just a bad guy chase at the end of this. Right. Like that's happening, right? The cops can't catch him anyway because they're going to do a street race <laughs> going 180.
0: Nor do they exist, apparently. Yeah. They don't
1: exist. <laughs> There's one scene where they're not going to bother chasing you if you're going too fast. <laughs> Uh, but for this to devolve into a single street race for all the marbles, <laughs> I mean, it just reminded me of that episode of South Park. I looked up clips where, like, Stan Marsh is just doing – he's like, French fry pizza, French fry pizza. <laughs> and he's learning to ski. And then, of course, Tad drives in on the skis. He's like, he's like, looks like you're a pretty good skier, huh, kid? <laughs> And Stan's like, yeah, I'm learning pretty fast, I guess. Well, I've been skiing for 22 years. Think you could beat me? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it's just, it's hilarious. (laughs) And he's like, Stan Darsh, trying to save the youth center. And Stan's like, what youth center? What am I doing? (laughs) That was this movie. The uncle, fucking Sonny Chiba, is so bored. He's like, yeah, I will see... I will watch a race between these high school kids
0: up a mountain because
1: I have nothing else better to do. It's
0: a Thursday night in the old chief of U.S. house.
1: This is the most excitement I've had and, in And the weeks. drama
0: at the end of Sean needing to hit a drift to avoid the car that's coming <laughs> down the mountain cuz it's off-roading and flipping and clearly the the driver the bad guy the nephew's dead at the yeah. wheel <laughs> like they actually slow down the movie and in slow-mo he's got to hit this one final drift just hit the brakes just hit the brakes. Just you hit win. the brakes. Let the car travel off the cliff like it's doing, and you could roll to the finish line at three miles an hour at that point.
1: You already won. <laughs> you could roll to the finish line. But no, this is them in the writer's room saying, hey, you know, like, because Scream's a huge hit at, you know, like, what if the monster got up one more time? Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's all they're thinking there.
0: Oh, God. I also loved all the montages. All of the montages that this movie had to offer. I was thinking of you and also Team America World Police because there's going to be a montage. (laughs) The trading montage
1: sold me. Like, (laughs) I learned how to drift.
0: In that montage
1: as well, I agreed with it. (laughs) Loved it. It was brilliant. Like you could see the talent that this filmmaker has. I mean, Justin Lin deserved another Fast and Furious movie. He deserved it.
0: And that's what I mean. What the highlight is, what merited a sequel. I, I completely agree with you. We've talked about this already. For me, anyway. This is especially the big climax of act two that raced through the streets. It's really Mm -hmm. contrived. It's really forced. I'm going to have a lot to say about it (laughs) to finish up here if it actually happened. But for what it was, it was extremely well done. It was extremely well choreographed and well shot and edited and sounded great. The backwards driving while the bad guys firing a gun into a car staring you like it was so cool. It was like top tier action movie stuff.
1: You can't passively watch Tokyo Drift, and that was the difference between the last great point. movies for me. Great point. And I, I tell you, I shut the laptop off and I wrote my notes later because I just wanted to enjoy the film and enjoy the the action sequences and the racing sequences. It was great.
0: That's a that's a fantastic way to put that. I absolutely agree. Now, <laughs> if this movie actually happened,
1: everybody's arrested immediately.
0: For sure, Where basically. the hell are any local or state cops in this movie? I understand you can't chase these cars down, right? You don't have the compa- But you're telling me there's a dangerous, drifting street race through the middle of what's colloquially known as the busiest intersection in the world in the heart of Tokyo, complete with gunfire a gigantic explosion, the nephew of the head of the Yakuza, an Mm -hmm. American foreigner who for some reason was let into the country in the first place even though he has a gigantic rap sheet and is facing (laughs) criminal prosecution in his homeland, and an actual death. And there's just never any police at any point throughout this
1: movie. We've established previous films. These are not (laughs) crimes you could hide. So this is American ignorance. I mean... It's absurd and to think that these uh, foreign police departments, foreign to us, are this incompetent. Is just offensive. Set and up I, a roadblock, bro. I'm... <laughs> if I'm Japanese, I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> in that regard, but of course it's awesomely bad. So we again, we we have no choice other than to laugh at it.
0: Yes, and I I can only like i laugh sometimes on this show for show (laughs) i can only pray that this series stays as ridiculous i don't know how many of these movies you've seen if any i have not seen any from here on out oh my god so i'm hoping they're done with as much tongue in cheek as these three clearly were do you think these were made seriously we we we
1: have the right format. Let, let me just say we have the right format for the next few episodes. Uh, you did a marvelous job coming up with it, and uh, you did not go out on too many limbs to to do so. It, it, it's going to work here to forthwith. Don't worry, Michael. Uh, I can't wait to address if this actually happened in the future.
0: Uh oh, just needs more Scott Foley. Scott fully, oh my uh, God. Yeah, alright, that's the first episode, the first entry of the first three movies into the Fast and Furious uh, re-watch series, to Mike, too Furious that we are doing here, obviously, as always what matters mostly to us is your thoughts, do you hold these movies near and dear I know when I tweeted about this series originally, a couple weeks ago, there was a decent amount of feedback as far as people who love these movies, people who were completely turned off by the first movie, <laughs> thought it was some of the worst. I, I love the wide range of emotional response responses something like this elicit so i I clearly and we both want to hear more from you uh, what is your attachment to any of these movies do you have a different highlight about this trilogy other than the legitimately great action sequences that tokyo drift of all fucking movies had within itself uh you can leave us those as well as any other as always thoughts comments questions or concerns you have about anything we do here in the mmo empire on our social medias mike mike and oscar on facebook and instagram at mm and oscar on twitter if you're listening to us on the apple podcast app if you would be so kind as to tap on our cartoon faces and leave us a five-star review michael after much ado uh, i think we're back at least for now for today for this episode we are so uh, with that in mind tell the good people what's coming next from us and let's have some words of wisdom to leave on
1: I'm so afraid of this (laughs) that I wrote nothing down because I don't want to say any... Like, if I say it, then we predict it, then we can't do it because we won't do it because the gods have smited you (laughs) a hundred different ways. Like, this was another freak occurrence that you got bit by a tick.
0: Yeah. Freak. freak And two weeks later, like, it wasn't even... I got bit by a tick and two weeks later something happened, which makes no sense. And then I had something happen on top of something happening. It's a mess. So I will say nothing of what's
1: coming next you guys know what we do here by now we have many series and uh, clearly we you figure out what we want to do uh heading into this series in particular <laughs> you, you, i mean you get it we're gonna review all these movies this way um but yeah news shows other movie reviews if there's an oscars movie that we think is totally an oscars movie we'll review it in one way shape or form i will say that i just did an episode with andrew Morgan. it was mm-hmm. a fun episode on the streaming wars and we we've been covering the business side of things and we got serious with that one and that was a a a substantive little little deep dive there that he and i did about netflix's role in the streaming wars after mgm just uh you know uh joined up with with amazon prime there so that was a cool episode and and uh, no i'm not going to say anything that you and i are planning next sorry (laughs)
0: A man who it's tells not, it like it is.
1: Yeah, it's wise not to predict the future, especially when, you know, you need to be put in a bubble. And when you're not allowed to When your co-host outside.
0: is actually deteriorating. <laughs> Whatever the the plot of the M. Night Shyamalan movie old is, I'm the next step in that. I'm just, yeah, things just fail.
1: You're living that right now. So, uh, thank God this was an audio uh, endeavor <laughs> and not a... Video one. No, nah, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, when reality or you know, maybe your immune system sucks. You can come have some laughs, hopefully, review these movies with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. We will see you very soon. See ya.